it's an old movie, I think, and the world ends. And this guy just has all these books, but then he breaks his glasses. <laughs> and then he can't read them anymore. And no one's there wow. to fix up the glasses. Like that's it. And so wow. it's that same idea. If you're if you're if you're present and super uh, you know, grateful for the things that you have in those moments, just in the moment now, and they can be really small. They don't have to be physical things, right? They can just be my smile. Like, and that just makes me smile. Or the fact that I'm seeing the light come in. You know, somehow I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the light that's shining through this window. And that just empowers me. Like, it just makes me feel so powerful because now there's all these big things that I can kind of enjoy um, or, or that I can take on. And it, it doesn't matter because I can find this, this joy in like a pen, you know? Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the game beyond the game talk that talk as a place for thought provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. So, you know how I do. Got to bring on our guests like the rock star they absolutely are. So, right now, I want to introduce you all, Darcy Koss, mm. who's a former basketball player, former Canadian college basketball player and college basketball coach turned basketball event consultant. And after experiencing a serious back injury that pushed him to reformat his mind, body, and spirit, Darcy is on a mission to change the landscape of basketball. He now looks to help people through his podcast, Back to Basketball, which focuses on injury prevention, athlete training, mindset, personal well-being, mindfulness, personal accountability, and empowerment. Wherever you are, clap your hands, stomp your feet for Darcy Cost. Darcy, how you feeling officially? Hey, I- I appreciate the introduction, man. You hit, you hit everything. You hit everything. You got all the notes I sent you, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Catching the mail, no problem, no problem for you. Anything for you? Anything. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm grateful to be here. I mean, I was able to connect with, uh, with Prince uh, a while ago, and he, you yeah. know, he, he said, "Come on the podcast," and I was like, "Let's do it." I'm, Let's I'm make so it happy happen. to be here. Nice. Thank you for being here and traveling so far. Well, you know, <laughs> for dramatic effect. Yeah, from no Canada. So remind people again, they kind of heard us talking pre-show. You are in Vancouver, which is the equivalent West Coast, East Coast. Tell us about Vancouver. I know a lot of folks have heard things, but just tell us some highlights of Vancouver. Yeah. You know what? Vancouver is the type of place that it's a rare city in the world because from a natural beauty perspective uh, or an outdoors type lifestyle. I mean, it has everything. And, and, and I'm talking about within a distance, like you can drive everywhere, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you can be up in the mountains hiking or skiing. You can be on the beach. Um, it has one of the largest parks um, in, in, an, in an urban area, Stanley Park with the longest seawall. Um, it's just amazing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And that's just Vancouver. And now you start kind of going into the outside of Vancouver and you'll just you'll just see some of the the best natural beauty you can find anywhere inside a city, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the hard part is you can find beautiful places uh, all over the world. There's very few cities that have that natural beauty to them. So Vancouver is special in that regard. It's one of those places that um, you get out, get out, you know, you land, and the airplane doors open up, and you walk out, and the air hits you differently. It's like fresh. It's like that. 
You know, you can just crash. Yeah. Hey, you make me want to visit. Yeah, I've never go ahead, Prince. No, go ahead, Stan. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, yeah, I've never been there before, but it seems like a. I want to say, for all intents and purposes, with that kind of scenery, and you know, let's say freshness, that it's good for the the mind and body connection. Is that something you'd agree with or can attest to? Absolutely, absolutely. So not too long. Um, I was I was doing a bunch of work uh, last couple of days, and I was starting to get you know dragged down because I'm staring at this damn computer screen. And uh, and I, I just drove 20 minutes. Uh, there's a suspension bridge with a with a whole um, like a rapids, and I just ran through the you know in the forest essentially. And I was in the city, but I was in the forest at the same time. And and then right away, just everything let go. I was able to run for 20 minutes, and I went and sat down next to the water, you know, on the rocks there, meditated for a bit. It was just beautiful. And, and that that that's something you can do here. I can go to a beach like the nature is always there. And it just it's it's so uh, I'm so grateful to be able to just go and just refresh, hit refresh. Like it's almost like a cheat code, you know, you just press the button, just go out there and you're like, I feel great. So absolutely. That's dope. I think people underestimate the value of scenery, be able to do what you did. And I've, Prince is also he's on the West Coast, the United States mm-hmm. West Coast in San Diego. Prince, can you speak to that? I know sometimes I see, we see you on the beach at the beach, just sitting on the tall, big rocks. Tell um, us about that. I'm usually in the mountains, you know, at the beach, you know, watching the waves as they wash away your, your problems and your worries and your anxiety. Man, as he says, it's a cheat code. So San Diego to me is just like Vancouver to Darcy. And and it's my it's it's my it's my paradise in America. So I mm. even though I said that, everyone, don't don't start packing your stuff and trying to move <laughs> over here. <laughs> Hey, that's what Atlanta did. Atlanta was like, it's amazing. You should come. And everyone was like, we're on our way. It's like, no, relax. There's, we don't want any more. We don't want anybody else. Too many people. I know. But man, it's it's a lovely experience. And it allows for you to, um, San Diego allows for you to connect with nature in so many ways. Um, you know, when 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 you go and check the uh, the weather, you know, it's usually um, perfect every day. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard not to go outside and reset yourself. So if there's anything that's bothering you in life, you go outside, you reset yourself, you get accustomed to nature. Then you mm-hmm. come back in and and you live, you start living your, your life again. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the beauty of it. Love it. And I guess it's a great transition, you know, when we're discussing, you know, what, you know, you've gone through how you've gotten past, you know, some of those you know, let's say pitfalls or obstacles that a lot of people may be experiencing. So as an elite athlete, you know, you had some ebbs and flows, but let's start in the beginning. How did you know you were special? Let's go to junior high, high school, maybe. Was there a moment where you're like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Right. And also, did you grow up in Vancouver? No, well, yeah, I did and I didn't. I, I I grew up in Vancouver and then I grew up in a, in another city, a small city in the middle of Canada. So I went back and forth. Okay. Okay. And then, um, how is it? So we're in the States, mm-hmm. right? How is it growing up in Canada? Like you guys got a, 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 a <laughs> you have everything that we don't have in, in the U S and we have some stuff that you don't have, but mm-hmm. how was it growing up in, in, in Canada? And like, can you give our audience, you know, that, that visual, you know what? So the, like I said, you know, half of my half of my family is from the United States, so I, I traveled a lot. So I saw both worlds growing up. So I'm I'm very aware of the differences, and the biggest difference 
Number one, besides there's some, there's some, there's some small things. Outsiders wouldn't notice them. Um, someone comes over from Europe, they'd be like, it's the same place. They don't right. really notice. But outside of, outside of those big things, um, I think some of the stuff that I notice is just culturally, um, you know, the United States is a man. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to describe the differences, but it's not to say that Canada doesn't have its own challenges. It, they do, but just cult, culturally, there's this, this big difference between the two places. Now you might meet someone from Canada and meet someone from the United States. If you're from another country and you, you cannot tell the difference. I don't right. know. You could say anything. People, when I go travel, they right away, they say you're from the United States, right? You're from the U you're from America. I go, I'm from Canada. So they don't know, right. but there's just these little small cultural differences. Um, so that's the biggest, that's the, for me, that's the biggest thing that stands out. Cause if you, anything you want to do in the United States, you can do here for the most part. Um, there's not much, I mean, outside of the certain things that don't exist up here, you know, there's no South beach in Canada. <laughs> you know, you can't go to South beach. So Canadians go to South beach. We travel there, but, um, you know, outside of that, it's just, it's very much just these small cultural differences that I really feel that only someone who grew up in Canada or only someone who grew up in the United States would know. And from the outside, they can't tell the difference unless they lived in either country. Mm, so you must be talking about Drake, huh? All right. So <laughs> on, on, on to Stan's question, what, what was what was junior high and high school like? For me, yeah, hey, so honestly, for me, junior high and high school was tough. It was really tough um, because you know where I grew up when I when I grew up in two two places. So that's the one thing about Canada when I spoke to the culture. So in Vancouver, there's not many black people. First of all. Mostly white people, mostly Chinese people, and then there's South Asian people. And that's kind of it. And in Winnipeg, um, it was kind of the same thing growing up. Now, when you start going to Toronto, it's, it's something. It just culture shifts. So I grew up in places where there weren't a lot of people like me. So junior high and high school was very confusing because, you know, people would treat me differently or I would always get asked. And I still kind of do in Canada sometimes, you know, what are you? Where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> they always ask me that. Always ask me that question. Um, especially, especially in, in the West coast of Canada, especially out here, I still get that question all the time. So when I was growing up in high school or in, in junior high and middle school, it was a really tough time for me because I was just trying to find where I fit in and I didn't really fit in anywhere. Mm. So that, that was always a real big challenge for me. And it was, and, and to be honest with you, even fast forwarding to now, um, it's something that's really defined my identity and kind of how I see the world. Cause I was an outsider and, uh, I have a very, um, I have, a, I have an ability to kind of like see both sides. Even if I don't agree with it, I can be like, well, I get why they might think that way. And that's from that upbringing that's really affected me, just being that outsider. Mm. You know, that's really, that, that's really thoughtful and insightful. I think that's in some ways, uh, it's a superpower because a mm. lot of folks don't have to see both sides of anything. Mm. But it, it seems like, you know, always being, let's say on the outside looking in, it gives you a different perspective not being as, yeah, thank you for sharing that piece because yeah. I feel like when there are people who feel like they're alone or they are physically, mentally, emotionally alone, mm -hmm. you know, understand there's something, there's a way to channel that particular yes. piece. So I, yes. I, I thank you for, for sharing that. Did did that feeling, let's say, drive you into sports? Were you already <laughs> into sports? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Because, you, you know, you know how it is when you play sports, it doesn't matter where you're from. Or, no one asks who you are. It's just like, can you play? Yeah. That's all people care about. Exactly. Just, can you play? They don't care. Like they actually don't care. You know what I mean? And so once, uh, you know, I started middle school and then high school, I started playing ball, uh, started getting really good at it. I grew, you know, I was 5'10", then I'm 6'4". 
Um, so now it's like, okay, you know, I can, I'm, I'm getting good at basketball. And so once I started playing sports, that whole, you know, history, how I explained to you, I didn't really fit in. I knew where I fit in. I was a basketball player. And that was kind of how I formed my whole identity is just like, I'm a ball player. Nothing else really matters. I can always just say I'm a ball, I'm a ball player. And I just kind of went all in on that. Like it was just leaned hard into that. And there was really nothing else I actually cared about at all. It was just basketball. And that was it. <laughs> well, congratulations. Finally, that place to lean into. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see that with a lot of athletes, though. I mean, this is just like, right. it's, that's, I would say, and I think Prince, you would agree with me. This is just the norm with athletes. You know right. what I mean? It's right. you ha- a, a lot of athletes um, because of similar situations that I went through, you know, you find yourself being good at something mm-hmm. and you just latch onto it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get older, Event at some point you're not going to be good at that thing anymore. And whether you're <laughs> retired or you're, you know, Prince, I'm, I know your story very well. If you can't play anymore, right? And that's when you, that's when is it, it can be useful at mm-hmm. some point, but um, you know what? It's not the best way to to go about it. If I could, you know, if, and this is kind of my goal is if I reach people, if I can reach kids and and young men, is to try to get them to understand that there's more than just their sport and their value that they have as a human being isn't based on them and how they perform on, on the, on the quarter, on the field, right? There's more to it. So I, I get that now. I didn't know back then, but that's something I hope to kind of, you know, implore and, and help people understand, um, before they get to a point where it's, it's devastating to them. Mm, that's a bar. That's a bar in itself. And, um, you use the word hope. Um, I like to say we don't use that word hope uh, or trying because that creates, uh, that leaves room for doubt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you are doing what you're doing. You are making a yes, difference. Sir. And so, you know, keep keep doing that. Keep making a difference because you're going to continue to keep reaching one child at a time, if not one million. Yes, sir. Sure. Yes, sir. And you mentioned that identity. And there came a, a point where I suppose rubber meets the road, I guess. You know, where they say, you know, you're not always going to be in that space and kind of maybe what drove you to do what it is that you do now. If you wouldn't mind mm-hmm. like sharing that piece where you know I'm I'm done with this part and I'm transitioning here, yeah. which now obviously event consulting, you know, share a little bit of that and what kind of help you move, you know, your own, you know, personal needle to rising above that noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that that's a good question because, you know, to this day, you know, basketball is still what I do. <laughs> so it's interesting. You said all that and I'm like, but wait a minute. While you, while you were asking the question, I'm like, you know, I, I still do basketball all the time. It's like, it's my job. It's how I pay the bills. It's, yeah, I'm in that space. Um, but I, <laughs> my, my transition to specifically what I'm working on now um, with my Back to Basketball podcast, um, it, that all stemmed from me actually not even being able to physically move properly. So that was from an extreme injury. So I, I, I had been done playing, um, you know, doing my, my event consulting with basketball and hap- happily doing it. And I was, I was just, I've had back injuries in the past. Don't get me wrong. I had pain as an athlete um, in, in college and whatnot. Um, but I, I, I never hurt myself that bad. And I hurt myself where my leg was paralyzed. My right leg was paralyzed. Now, not like, you know, where it's like I have a spinal injury paralyzed, but my nerve damage was so bad. I, the muscles wouldn't fire in my leg anymore. Mm. And the pain was just out of control. And, you know, I'm, I'm medicating. I'm just, I'm sleeping on the ground. It was just like the most painful thing. And I was, I was literally disabled at that time. Um, and this is someone, anyone look, anyone who looked at me would be like, yeah, that guy's in great shape. You know, he takes care of himself. But from that point when I was like, okay, I have to get better. I don't want to get surgery. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I had to re- literally reformat my life. And 
and a lot of that um, was centered around understanding who I was, you know, because you can't, it's, it's hard to take on these challenges unless you've fully admitted who you are, right? Because you can't, you know, it's like if you're being defensive about something, well, you can never <laughs> actually work on it. And I think there's, a, there's always a certain level of that with people. But for me, I was, I was in that mode. So yeah, I was active, but I always had pain. I'm always in pain, but I, you know, I work out, I look great. People look at me, hey, he looks really good. But I knew inside I was in pain. And then certain the way I was eating, um, the way I was treating myself, you know, um, how was I speaking to myself? All these types of things. And I, and I, I started to go down that road um, of, of kind of rebuilding my body, my mind, my spirit, my emotional well-being. And all those things kind of led to me saying, you know, I've started getting back where I felt good and better than I was before. And I said, I was alone. I felt alone during that time. So what can I do to help anybody? Mm. I don't care if it's one person. Like all I need to do is one person and I will be happy. Now I've, I've checked that one person off because I've helped many people just sending me DMs, you know, saying, hey, like, yeah, I'm struggling with this right now. Or I saw this thing you did or you're, you're, you're inspirational. That kind of stuff right there is the reason why I started doing it. And that was the shift. It was that injury moment where... Something was taken away from me, my ability just to, to walk and, and, and feel uh, you know, like I was worth something. And, and that goes back to that athlete perspective, right? Because I was not playing a competitive sport anymore, but you know, I worked out. I felt good. Right. And then when that was taken away from me, I wasn't human anymore. Right? I, I didn't know who I was. I was lost. And then I had to refine myself again. And so that was part of that journey is that was taken away from me. I was challenged and I'm you know, I'm grateful that I, I accepted the challenge and I was able to grow from it. And I know that some people don't grow from these, these moments. And uh, I want to be hopefully there if the, that person has an opportunity to see what I, what I did or they hear me. And then maybe they can grow versus, you know, going down that other road where they just medicate or they get hooked on drugs. They just give up and I don't care anymore. And that's how I want to help people because I was close. I'm not going to lie. Like I was close, you know, I was close to just being like, okay, like this is who I am. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm grateful that that choice has taken me to, to moments like this where I get to be in the presence of both of you guys speaking to people and, 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 hope, and not hopefully, and helping people, as you said, Prince. <laughs> yeah, <Dang. absolutely> true. <laughs> right. Man, you, you mentioned grateful uh, several mm -hmm. times, mm -hmm. which is a, a very powerful word. You know, Stan and I, we had an opportunity to, to speak about this, about um, in order to reach a level of greatness, you have to be grateful. Mm. And so I, I see grateful Man. as a tool to help you, right? To to keep rising, you know, to another level, to another level, to yeah. you till you reach that level of greatness. And and when you reach that level of greatness, you express it in 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 the way you walk, in the way you talk, in the way that you carry yourself, and people see it and they're like, Wow, you know, like how'd you get there? And your only answer is like, you know, I was just grateful for just being alive and just being there, you know, to accept the challenge. And that was another key thing that you said, you know, accepting the challenge. A lot of mm -hmm. people don't want to accept the challenge. The challenge can seem very difficult. Um, um, and I know my, my 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 stepfather, he told me that, you know, whether something is easy or hard, just do it. He said, mm -hmm. because when you focus on whether it's easy or whether it's hard, then you are losing or exhausting your energy because you're focused on the outcome when you should be focused on what you have control over. And it's that moment in time. Yeah. So like, can you, 
what is great what does gratitude mean to you i mean it's everything um you said it <laughs> to be great you got to be grateful that that gave me like you know you get the i felt it i felt it uh that that is everything because i find um i'm my i'm at my least powerful when i'm not in a in a place of being grateful mm. and, and but when i am i'm i'm at my i'm at my most powerful Oof. you know and that's that is just 100% i mean you know it sometimes <laughs> i love it when somebody says something so so simple like that and and it and it makes instant sense because it's something that you already intuitively knew right. and you practiced it but to be able to put it into a small sentence that just makes sense to you and so it, it, it for me it's one of those things where something as simple as when i you know i write in the journal in the morning um either sometimes before or after meditation but what i've tried to do with my my gratitude practice is i've tried to keep it really simple mm. so simple that i can be grateful for like the 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 journal i'm writing in or the pen i'm using or you know if i'm sitting down on 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 a on a yoga mat or in the bed it's like it and i've really tried to focus this once in a while it'll be bigger bigger picture things but it's on the things that i'm that like i'm physically in the moment using or doing or thinking that are like very 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 present but i found when i when i made my gratitude focus it on these things that most people wouldn't care about most people would throw a pen out the out the window in a second but the moment that you don't have a pen and you need to write something down that pen is so valuable and it always reminds me of um i never know the name of this this book but um you know the simpsons parody it the it's an old movie i think and the world ends and this guy just has all these books but then he breaks his glasses <laughs> and then he can't read them anymore and no one's there wow. to fix up the glasses like that's it and so wow. it's that same idea if you're if you're if you're present and super uh, you know grateful for the things that you have in those moments just in the moment now and they can be really small they don't have to be physical things right they can just be my smile like and that just makes me smile or the fact that i'm seeing the light come in you know, somehow I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the light that's shining through this window. And that just empowers me. Like, it just makes me feel so powerful because now there's all these big things that I can kind of enjoy um, or, or that I can take on. And it, it doesn't matter because I can find this, this joy in like a pen, you know? So mm. Amazing. Awesome. I think that works also for the, the cynical person. Or the cynical when you when someone finds themselves just feeling cynical and you're like, no, think about the, the smallest possible mm-hmm. thing, the attention to detail, which is really powerful. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. You also mentioned before when you were running, you know, through the mountains and you meditated, you mentioned just then journaling meditation. When did meditation come into play for you? When did you start mm-hmm. using, you know, meditation as a as a tool and a resource? Yeah, that man, I I remember it so clearly. So I don't know if <laughs> if uh, if uh, y'all feel like this, but people say like you know you become a different version or, or, of your parents as you grow old. I don't know if you've heard this. I've heard this before. My mother's oh. been a meditator her entire like as long as I've known. I mean, maybe not when I was real little, but mm-hmm. all the time she meditated and she would tell me when I was a teenager, you should try it. And I was like, get out of here with that! You're not about to do that, right? <laughs> And uh, at the time, you know, when you're playing sports, you're a tough guy, emotions, I don't deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just get, you know, just miss me with that. I don't need to hear about that stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go handle it my way with anger and be tough and all that stuff. But um, to answer the question specifically, it was after a breakup. That's a really bad breakup. And uh, 
And I don't know if I would have done it if my mom hadn't been meditating around me all the time. Because she'd come home from work. I got to do, I got to meditate. She'd meditate in the morning and after work. Like really? clockwork. That's awesome. And, um, and, she, and I, I asked her one time, I remember, I said, you know, why do you do it? Or I asked her one time, I was curious, how do you do it? What do you do? And, she, and I think she, um, she does uh, transcendental meditation. because She had a, uh, what is it called? When you do transcendental, you have a saying. A mantra. A mantra. A mantra. And she would say, yeah, someone has to give it to you and all this. And I remember that. I remember that question. That was like when I was a teenager. I asked her one time. Um, but if she wasn't doing it, I probably would have never started. So anyways, after this breakup, I just needed something to just calm me. And something to, it was almost like something to replace um, that, you know, something was missing. Or I felt that feeling of emptiness. And that's when I started meditating. And wow. You know, it was guided meditation, start with 10 minutes, and I would do it every day before work. I would drive to work, I'd sit in my car, and I would meditate. I'd just do it in there. And um, that's what brought it on. That's when I started. And this was, I want to say, seven years ago, maybe seven, seven, six, seven years ago. And throughout my time up to now, I, I practiced. Now, I wasn't consistent. I was consistent for about a good year, fell off, other relationships came. I practiced, I didn't practice. Um, but, you know, recently, uh, you know, and, and thank, thank the pandemic for this. Um, I, I hate saying it and I, and I don't mean an offense by it, but it's, it's been one of the most uh, powerful times for me. Um, it's just taught me so much more, right? So I was meditating all before and it was easy for me to just sit down and meditate. But through the pandemic, I've, I've taken it to like another level of, um, of just understanding. I've had moments that I can't even describe. Uh, I can't describe. I literally can't describe them while meditating. So that's kind of where I'm at now. That's the whole Yo. journey. That's kind of the, the, the origin story and the whole thing. But that's what, that's what got me started originally was, uh, was a breakup. Wow, man, you got me giddy over here. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> keep talking that language. Tell people what the key is, man. It's, it, you know, it's crazy. It's how um, people minds adapt. You know, people, people bodies adapt to a situation faster than their minds do. Mm. Right. And so if you show someone, uh, I, I can show you where a million dollars is, you know, somebody, they, they will never believe you. If some, if you tell someone, Hey, there's Jesus right over there. They'd be like, uh, what are you talking about? I don't see him, <laughs> you know? And, and in the same way, um, what you're saying, um, we get, you're giving people and you're sharing people, sharing with people like the tool to help them, become any and everything that they want to become. And mm. um, you mentioned a lot of key things about journaling, um, meditating, and these are all the things that, that that we just tend to oversee because our mind hasn't adapted to, um, you know, the ability is to see ourselves meditate. And I think that's very beautiful that your mom had did that every single day because, you know, in order for you to do something, you have to see something. And, um, you know, so it, that's true in everything and, and in every walk in life. So, Thank you for sharing that. I just want everybody to, who, who, everyone who is listening, he just gave you the keys and the tools <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be able to see within yourself and see what you're made of. So take heed. It's interesting in these conversations because especially certainly with athletes or people who compete, let's say generally, let, let's say it's music. Let's say before the game, we're talking to some quarterbacks and before the game, people are listening to music. Because the music gets them there. The music is how they mm. arrive to being this. Like you said, like, I'm going to deal with it my way. And then I just, I mentioned, like, what if you just spent time with yourself? 
Mm-hmm. Is it at all possible that there's more within you than there is without you that goes into you? And even in that moment, that question, that light bulb went off in my head. Boop. So that, yeah, so that's not, it's not someone else's lyrics. It's not someone else's beat. And all those things mm-hmm. are, are great. But if the initial contact is within, mm-hmm. then you can never go without. Mm. Which is, again, to your point in strengthening the point of what it takes to be still mm-hmm. and hone in all the power within, or as Prince often mentions, kind of the, the God within mm-hmm. and the power within. It literally is like a superpower. So for those of y'all watching and listening, I think the initial conversation, whenever you mention, like you said, meditation, or especially if someone's a younger athlete, like, eh, get out of here, hocus <laughs> pocus. Nobody does hocus <laughs> pocus, all right? But how it's it's really simple and it's it's relaxing. Real quick, Prince, you know, what took you there? What was, I loved hearing, you know, Darcy mentioned kind of what his moment is. Do you remember the moment where you decided to take uh, meditation more seriously and commit to it? Yeah, man, most definitely. It was a breakup, right? Uh, (laughs) But this this breakup was with the NFL. Um, (sighs) and, Mm -hmm. and, and, And it was something that I needed to lean in on for, it was a, it was a, there was a, an absence, a void in my life. And after I was prematurely discharged from the game, I was just 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 left with just sitting by myself and my own thoughts and you know my 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 mind saying you suck you lost your job you let people down you lost your career like you're not enough who are you like like you're not a football player anymore so who are you now. Right. Because, uh, you know, at, at, when you're young, you 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 take on this identity because you you realize that you're good at something and you don't have to lean one way. You don't have to be considered as uh, this color or that color or this person or that person. You know, you lean into sports and now sports uh, allows for you to um, have this have this ability to to identify with something that other people are not able to identify with. And for me, you know, I played football for um, over a decade. And then once it was over, it's like, well, what's next? Like, I don't know who I am. So what's next? And that's when I really started to try to look within myself and find out, you know, what's next? What am I going through? Um, What can I do to better myself and how can I become the best version of myself? And so that breakup with with football created that void within me. And in order for me to fill that void, I took on meditation. Love it. Thank you both for sharing that piece. I got to Yeah, it's it's always great to know origin stories. I think even when people talk about business life experiences, I think people leave out that question, which is important when you're having conversations that matter. Like, what's the origin? Like, how did this start. Sometimes we leave that out. But I guess speaking of origins, I want to ask you in some way, Darcy, if you could, if you ran into the younger version of you on the street one day, what what advice would you give young Darcy? What would you tell him? What do you think you may know now that it would have been nice if, you know, you knew back then in junior high, high school or something? Always the same. And and the moment People start asking, and I, I got it, I got it already. And I, and I'm, and I'm actually curious if this is going to change over time. If you ask me this in ten years or twenty years, it's going to be a different, different answer. But my answer right now is just, it's so simple: is you are enough, and you're everything you need to be. Because when you're young, um, you know, you're searching, 
you're searching, you're searching, you're searching. Um, and I guess, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, as we get older, some of us, not all of us, uh, get to understand that we're absolutely enough. And, you know, and, and it's <laughs> so interesting. We go on this journey to find who we are and we go in a big circle and we come back and like, oh, I'm right. I've been right here the whole time. All enlightened. Yeah. You, you go to, 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 to change yourself and then you realize you didn't need to, you know, and that's the, that's the whole idea of like, you know, you're enough in the sense that, you know, yeah, look, you know, you want to better yourself. You want to do things, but that inside feeling that you have of trying to like be better or comparing yourself to other people or grasping at things that aren't there. Um, that doesn't need to be there. You know, you can just do whatever you want to do. You can pursue whatever you want to pursue because um, you're enough. And, and at the end of the day, it, and, it, you know, I mean this in the most positive way, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we put all this value in all these things and it doesn't matter. And, I'm, and again, in a positive way, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Well, streets. It, it, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? He said it doesn't matter. It, uh, that, who who used to say that? Uh, Ric Flair. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you think, right? No, no, the Rock. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> I love it, man. That's that's amazing. That's really yeah. awesome. I love you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to say one more thing. I'll throw it to Prince. It's interesting because sometimes, as you mentioned, as you're sitting out there by the water, the mountains, beaches, Prince, you know, same thing, or just sitting outside. That is when you realize, like, yo, all this other extra blah, blah, blah really doesn't matter. You know, it's those moments of focus or one thing I know Prince has mentioned kind of like, you know, when you, if you're just sitting in, let's say, a body of water, heck, it could be a tub, a pool, an ocean, and just things are, you never really try to stop the water. And if you do, really what you just kind of just seeing how the water manipulates around your hand, but it doesn't stress you out. It just is kind of something that's happening mm-hmm. and your thoughts can be the same way. And that would allow one to just put the weight down, examine those thoughts and let them flow through you. And life turns out to be a little less stressful and anxiety yeah. in that way as well. So certainly appreciate this collective convo. Prince, I feel like you have something now. What are some thoughts you have right now and questions? Man, you know, like Darcy, you've just been dropping jewels after jewel after jewel after jewel, and I'm loving this, man. And um, I see you as a legend, you know. And, you know, one of the questions that I want to ask you is, what do you want your legacy to look like? Hmm. (laughs) That's not something I have an answer to right now. You do. Just take your time. You always got the answers. Just like you said, you know, we're on this 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 journey to try to change ourselves. And when actuality, we need to find ourselves. Because mm-hmm. like you said, we are enough. Would it be weird if I said I don't really believe in legacies? No. I want to hear more. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's, a, that's the first time. I mean... I am someone who cares about definition. So I think it depends on what we define a legacy. Um, now, if we, I guess if we define legacy as the way people feel about you when you're not in their presence or when you're not around anymore, if we, let's say we use that, then I have a definition. It's just, I just want them to feel, um, it's weird because I actually don't care. Again, I don't actually don't care how people feel when I'm gone. I, 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 and I say that wholeheartedly. 
I care about the way that they receive me um, when I'm there. So if I, I guess if I was to leave something behind that people could see after, or even just what I'm doing now, I am essentially having a legacy while I'm still alive. Someone might come across something and never see me again. I, that would be kind of a legacy. Is this? I I want those people to be able to look at something that I've done or look at something that I'm doing and say, this is useful to me. It helps me in some way. And that's, that's really it. I, I think when I started the projects I'm doing now, it was because I was suffering and the goal is to relieve suffering in people. And so I think, you know, and I guess we're asking, answering your question after rambling through it and thinking through it out loud, it would be hopefully when I'm not here, I could say if I was leaving a legacy, my legacy would be that it would be, I relieve suffering um, uh, for people or I helped avoid suffering in some way. Um, because I think that's one of those, those things with, with humans, like it's part of being a human. There will be times when you suffer. Um, but being able to manage that and being able to work through it. And the thing that I, I, I've come to realize more recently is that, you know, and I, I know there's a saying for this, the suffering is, you know, optional, all that, all that, but the way I look at it is this, you go through the suffering and that's fine. Or you go through the traumatic moment, but how you come out on the other end of it is the thing that is the most important. Because I started the conversation when I was talking about what I'm doing is I know a lot of people who have come to the moment that I've been through and we're sitting there and we're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to, you know, to walk normally work out or I'm going to have to take painkillers for the rest of my life. They don't come out on the other side of it, a better person. They actually just come out worse off than they, when they went into it. And so that would be the legacy that I would love to leave is, is just one where people could say, Hey, that Darcy guy, he helped me. And I was here and I ended up being here and, you know, I'm grateful for that. Now, what's the other part that you told me and Stan about, like, the legacy that you don't believe in? We want to hear some more of that as yeah, well. Yeah, like, so when I, when, when, you, when I hear the word legacy, right away, it makes me think of um, legacy projects or people who, you know, I want my name to be on that building. It's like a selfish, like, it's not that those people don't want to help people, because if I, if I did so much great things that people wanted to put my name, you know, Hey, and, and th- I mean, I guess I would be doing great things, but I think there's a, there's a different side of it where um, people are doing it for these other reasons. Like their legacy is I want the building to be named after me because I was so rich and I made all sorts of money mm-hmm. or, you know, I was, I was just the richest guy. I was a billionaire. I was the best, you know, oil tycoon or things like that. Like that is their, their goal. And as a result of that, they've left the legacy. And so when you first say legacy, I think of these kind of negative connotations of, of people who were just um, influential, um, but there was never any um, reason behind it that necessarily helped people. Like the, the, it's, like the, it's like your intent. Your intent is very important on why you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of talked around it. I was kind of sorting it out in, in, live t- in, in real time. And I think that's the difference. When I say I don't care about that, I don't really care about, you know, if I'm not here anymore. Oh, how does how do I feel about that? I think it, I don't think that matters. But that's kind of why I brought it back to being alive currently and a legacy of me maybe only touching someone one time, as long as that interaction was a positive one or they saw listen to one of my podcasts. I think that can also be a legacy. It doesn't have to be when you're when you're dead. And so that's that was the one where I was like, I'm not here anymore. I don't really care. But 
<laughs> so I was kind of differentiating between those two. If that makes sense. I feel that the, the substance and everything, but also the, the notion, let's say, to live your legacy. Like, mm-hmm. who, who are we when we begin to live in the way that we want to be remembered? I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of like... That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. Who, do, who do we become then? That's like, exactly think, it. Yeah. Because a lot of people have left a legacy and they didn't live that way. But we look mm. at them like they, they, you know, they were great people, but then they weren't, but they just have statues and stuff everywhere. And that's the type of, that right when you said legacy, that's what clicked in. I was like, that's not, I don't want that. <laughs> that's a bar. That is a bar. <laughs> I, I love it. Man. I love just thought, I, I love thought, you know, and uh, yeah. it, it's, and it's, you know, I don't always know that I, I feel that, let's say that critical thinking is, I, I think it's a lost art. Because we're in a world where so much can be just given to us. Information can be given. Think this way. Oh, believe this. Mm-hmm. And so critical thought isn't always present. So I always appreciate thoughtfulness, mindfulness, as we had this discussion about the things that actually matter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> absolutely appreciate you. Prince, what do you have, man? Any final words or thoughts? Man. You know, as I'm going through my head and trying to figure out what I want to say for my final words or thoughts, it's probably it's just I'm blessed and I'm grateful to know you, and we're extremely happy and 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 proud to have you on this show. You know, um, you're all you're, you're so many miles away, but yet you're so close. So thank you so much for your your story, your presence, your energy, your spirit. You know, your 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 mind. Um, every single thing, because this allows for our audience to be inspired by the, the the incredible things that you say, and also by your presence. So, just you being here um, allows for everyone to um, see themselves or see themselves in you. And so, just want to let you know that you're living in your legacy right now. So, thank you. Thank you. Prince. I appreciate that. Can I just say one thing real quick? Yeah, I was about to ask you to stay tuned. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, hey, I just wanted to to follow up those 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 words with um um you know thank you. Um, feel very fortunate and 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 just feel you know great to be sharing this platform. And you know there was not a moment where I didn't feel like I wasn't able just to share. So I love that. But I wanted to kind of bring up um so you know, I want to kind of say this and thank you, Prince, at the same time is, you know, we were, Prince and I were supposed to do a clubhouse talk, I don't know, last week sometime. And I was actually going through a little bit of a moment um, at that time. And uh, something that I've learned, you know, with as, as being a human, there's going to be these ups and downs. In the past, I wouldn't have necessarily realized what was happening. And now I can just, you know, kind of forgive myself and say, you know what, it's all good. And you can, you can kind of talk to yourself and just give yourself that grace and that space to kind of bounce back. Um, but I say all that just to share that, you know, when I canceled, I said, Prince, I can't do this, man. I'm, you know, I'm going through something right now. And, uh, and I just want to thank you. You know, you had, you said in the email, Hey, no worries, you know, reach out if you want, if you want to talk, I'm here. And for you to do that, uh, it just meant a lot because you know what, we don't, we know each other. I interviewed you for my podcast. I don't know you know you and for you to do that um, because I know we really connected on when we did my podcast, but that just meant a lot for me. And I, and I, I appreciate that those types of actions. And those are things that I've um, um, learned and I'm learning to make sure I do uh, the same. So I appreciate you for modeling that behavior and just allowing me to say, wow, thank you. And so I just want to thank you. Thank you on air. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
brother. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what manhood is about. Brothership, mm-hmm. right? brotherhood. And, you know, uh, Stan and I, we do the exact same thing. Uh, you know, th- this is what makes men stronger um, just mm-hmm. to show up, you know, whether you want to, you want to ear or just let, let, let you know that, Hey, I'm available whenever you need to talk. So I'll drop everything and let's talk. Uh, let's figure it out together because we are on an ultralight beam and we are constantly moving up, you know, or we're either moving in circles or we're, we're, we're trying to move up. And in order to move up, you need somebody to pick you up and um, and and remind you that, you know, look at whatever you were looking at on ground level. Let's look at it 30,000 feet above ground. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to see that it's it's not as bad as you think it is. Um, and so um, we shift the we shift our perspective. You know, we have a paradigm shift, and from that moment on, um, you don't you don't look to go down unless you want to. You know, you always mm-hmm. look to go up. So that's what it's about, man. So thank you. So Darcy, how can folks learn more about you? Where can they find you? Know we have your social media on the ticket. Where can they learn more about you and your services and connect? Yeah. So again, best way, Instagram at Darcy Koss. It's Koss, not Cross. So it's C-O-S-S. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and you know what? All the information will be there. Um, you can also uh, Google back to basketball. So it's just B-A-C-K and then the number two and then basketball. And, uh, you know, there you'll be able to see the podcast uh, as well as Instagram handles and things of that nature. So that would that, be the best place. Google back to basketball or uh, search Darcy Koss. I'm probably the only one on this planet uh, that has that name. <laughs> You'll find me in Google. The original, no need to live as a copy. Make sure you Google Darcy Koss wherever you need to. And also back to basketball podcast for sure to stay in contact. Officially, thank you, Darcy, for being here with us, for being so transparent and giving the information you did. Really appreciate you. And uh, for everyone else joining us, Don't forget to continue to watch and please don't forget to like, comment and subscribe to the Prince Daniels Jr. YouTube page. And you can see us here next week, every week at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Game Beyond the Game Facebook page. So until the next time, make your next move, your best move. Have a great one. You guys have a good one. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.